Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time for the Wichita State Shocker Men's Basketball Coaches Show with your head coach, Greg Marshall, presented by your hometown Chevy dealers. Now let's go live to AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley at the corner of 13th and Greenwich Road with the voice of the Shockers, Mike Kennedy. Good evening and welcome into tonight's Greg Marshall Show. First one in two weeks, so it's good to have you with us as we resume our conversations about Shocker basketball here at AJ Sports Grill at the Alley. And coming up at 7 o'clock when we're done talking Shocker men's hoops, it will be Steve Strain with women's head coach Keitha Adams, the women's team on a four-game winning streak, including a big win over Oklahoma in their last outing. So a lot of stuff to talk about. Coach Marshall's stepping in to join me. And the Shockers getting a little bit of time between games. They returned... Uh, from Cancun, got back in the wee hours of Saturday morning, left on Friday afternoon, Eastern time, got back uh, about 2 a.m. actually getting home from Cancun on Saturday morning. So good to have a little bit of time in between games. The Shockers will resume against Central Arkansas here at Coke Arena on Thursday before heading out this weekend to play Oklahoma State in Stillwater on Sunday afternoon. Oklahoma State, a team that is still undefeated. Coach, welcome. Certainly the uh, trip to Cancun gave you a chance to see your team against a couple of major power conference type teams and uh, maybe just a general impression of of where that leaves you in terms of understanding where you are right now. Uh, Mike, I I still don't know. You know, we we, we were kind of disjointed a little bit in the second game. Uh, I think West Virginia gets a lot of credit for that with their size and athleticism and how hard they play. Um, but we played very well in South Carolina. So uh, right now we're still trying to find ourselves and uh, decide which way they want to play. You know, are they going to play hair on fire, really tough? And that's the thing that I've questioned about this team all along in my heart. And I've told them that. The only thing I question is your toughness because you're talented and you're great kids and you, you really want to win. But you're going to have to be physically and mentally tough. And West Virginia was that and more uh, when we played them in the championship. You know, timing can be an interesting thing, too. Uh, Certainly with your team, if something wasn't very good and then you play again pretty quickly, that one thing is probably going to be better because of how much it's been addressed. West Virginia against Northern Iowa the night before got out-rebounded for the first time this season, so no surprise that they were all fired up to get on the boards. I, I watched that game, and it's hard to believe. Now, Northern Iowa played very well in the whole tournament. Um, and it would have been interesting to play them. And they, it looked like we were going to play them for the longest time. They had a 15-point lead in the first half. And then West Virginia just turned it on. And they never turned it off in the championship game. They played that way and not the way they played the first 30 minutes against Northern Iowa. Because Northern Iowa was not as big and not as athletic as us. And for them to out-rebound West Virginia is a testament to what they did in, pre- in preparation for the game against the Mountaineers. Now, they had several days to prepare for that. We had several days to prepare for South Carolina. The one-day turnaround, West Virginia is not a team you really want to play 
with, when you don't have the time to prep. But we, we thought as coaches we had been prepping all along for that game, but we obviously saw that there's some deficiencies and there's some things that we need to address, and, and we have done that. And we had a very good video session, and the boys had two very good practices in the last couple of days. And we, um, you know, I think we'll be much better on Thursday, obviously, against Central Arkansas. But the test, the next test will be Oklahoma State on the road. And, and when you talk about getting ready for somebody, West Virginia is not just your, your normal animal. Those two big guys may be as good a pair as anybody in the country has, particularly when it comes to going to the offensive board. Yeah, Shadrach Lufil's brother for, for Oral Roberts, Elijah, uh, he kind of showed us a taste of what a, a stronger, more athletic, quicker, faster, more explosive guy can do to us in the, on the inside in the game before we went to Cancun. So we were very concerned with the South Carolina bigs, and we emphasized that. And, hey, they're going to try to pound it in. What, we, we won the game against South Carolina because we did not give them transition. They're really, really, really good at running the big to the other rim and just finding them. If you watch a South Carolina game, that's what they're trying to do every single time. And they do a good job of it. But we did a good job taking them out of that, which then they had to go to their half-court offense. So we think we're prepping for that. You get against West Virginia, and now this Oscar Tashimbe and um, Culver, who is, when you watch the tape, that night after the South Carolina win, I watched the tape and I watched the, the film the next morning. Lynn wakes up and she goes, what's wrong? I go, this doesn't look good, you know, because you could see it. It was just evident. And if he gets those guys, which he will, Coach Huggins, to play really, really hard all the time, and if they stay out of foul trouble, mm, that's not, it's not a really much of a better five-four combination. And they're young, freshman and sophomore. And Shibwe, it's pronounced, the freshman, 6'9", 260, but what was so impressive about him beyond just his strength, he is really quick off his feet. He reminded me a little bit of Xavier McDaniel in terms of he's going to get a bunch of rebounds where he goes up, contested, and then he's quicker back up the second time than anybody else. Well, it's, it's kind of unfair when you're bigger and faster. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like LeBron James in basketball. Um, and I'm not saying he is LeBron James, not at all. But I'm saying he's the biggest guy on the floor, and he's also probably the best athlete in terms of quickness, speed, and verticality. So he's just learning how to play, which is a scary thing for, for, for everyone else who plays against him. One thing that we talked about the last time we had a show, I mentioned your very good turnover statistics and all of that, and you said, well, we'll, we'll find out how good we are with some of that when we play a couple of those teams in Cancun. And certainly against South Carolina, things were a little sloppy the first half, but only three turnovers the second half, and only nine against West Virginia, a team that certainly prides itself on turning people over. Yeah, we took care of the ball um, very well uh, all weekend. I can't take that away from the guys, and, 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 and we're, we keep emphasizing that. We, again, it's not the team that makes the most spectacular plays that wins, generally. It's the team that makes the fewest mistakes and shoots himself in the foot uh, don't turn the basketball over we've been really good at that what we're not good at right now is in shot selection we take some bad shots and you know I'm gonna I've, I've addressed it I've addressed it even more stern in the past video sessions I'm mean, against West Virginia we had way too many bad shots now 
they're hard to get a good shot against. So we have to learn against good competition, but how to do that all the time. And we will talk more about that when we come back on the Greg Marshall Show from AJ Sports Grill at the Alley. Welcome back to the Greg Marshall Show from AJ Sports Grill at the Alley. Glad to have you with us as the Shockers are back in town for a game. It will be their sixth home game out of the first or seventh. Yeah, sixth out of the first eight and then back on the road for their only true non-conference road game Sunday at Oklahoma State. Coach, you brought up the uh, the issue of shot selection just before we went to the break and and after the game against West Virginia you used a term that you had used once before this year too many hero shots and I wanted you to go ahead and and elaborate on that a little bit and what concerned you about that well we we were getting defended very well let's start there and maybe better than we can even simulate in practice I, I I hope that that's not the case but West Virginia was really dogging us on the defensive end and then they had those shot blockers and whatnot so instead of trying to execute the offense and get someone else a shot that's better than the one you can get on your own, we, we went on our own far too many times and took shots that were early in the shot clock that were contested that were not in rhythm or no one expected you to take that shot other than you. So very little offensive rebounding. We had too many of those shots. We had probably seven in the first half alone, and and we still come out of that down three and play terrible. Tons of guys in foul trouble. But in the second half, we did much the same. So we're just going to have to do uh, more punitive action as a coach. If if you take a bad shot, you're going to have to come out, and and, uh, that's going to – but then you run the risk as a coach, and and they don't don't take the shot that they should because they're a little worried. And that's – Young players, to me, I'm finding out more in the last year and a half, the biggest problem young players have on the offensive end is knowing when they should shoot, when they're open, when they're not, when they should drive, because the defense is better than they've ever faced in their life. And you mentioned this uh, a couple of times as far as uh, that the shot selection thing. Is there not a, a fine line? We've talked about you, you give your players a certain amount of freedom, but you want them to understand what a good shot is. But is one of the things that you really have to develop a feel for as, is what is a good shot in the situation? And, and are you, you want them to have the confidence. Let's put it, you want them to have the confidence to take a shot in an important situation, but not the belief that, they can, they can make magic happen anytime they have the ball. They, they just have to understand what they can and can't do, and it's understand that it's about us, not you, and then just trust the system, trust the offense, whatever we've called, whatever we're doing at that time, trust it. And we're going to get better at it, but we're not very good right now. We're just okay. Uh, what's carried us to a 6-1 and one start is our defense and rebounding, but we ran into a team – that we did not defend better than West Virginia, and we definitely got kicked on the glass, which normally we do that to others. You mentioned we talked about Eric Stevenson a little bit from last year, and you felt like the thing, more than confidence or anything else with him, was just too many times not taking an open shot and then taking one that was too contested. And Are we seeing that a little bit with Tyson Etienne, who's a great shooter, but 
is taking some shots that are a little quick or a little contested that are a little more difficult than he maybe he realizes they are? Well, he, he wants to score, and he's a natural scorer. And he asked me the other day, uh, maybe 10 days ago, Coach, what do you want me to do? You know, what, it was a very direct, simple question. And, and I said, you need to do two things. I need you to score, and I need you to become a great defender and help us on the defensive end. And he's, he's, he takes that, you know, very seriously. He is probably as serious as anyone on our team as, as far as listening to the coaching and wanting to believe everything that you say and then put it and make it applicable to his game. Uh, Eric's become like that. Uh, Eric was not like that last year. Tyson is a little different. He's probably a little farther along as a, as a mature freshman than, than Eric was, and Eric will be the first to admit that. But Eric's come a long way. And I think those two, possibly, along with maybe uh, Asbjorn or, or Jaime, are our most intense guys about trying to do what we're asking them to do. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about how much Jamarius has improved, and that certainly hasn't changed. But uh, did he, to some degree, maybe gain a little too much confidence in his renewed, his uh, improved offensive ability? And he seems like the last couple of games, he's kind of put himself in some difficult situations that he couldn't get himself out of. Well, yeah, he, you know, you can make certain moves against players for some teams, and then when you're when you're physically superior, then when you're not physically superior, you can't make that same move. You've got to understand that. And that's, that is what I'm talking about, hero ball. They get, I don't think that they settle, go, go into the game saying, i got to be the hero. But then they make these moves, and they, these moves used to work, and they did work. And last week they worked, but they're not working now. So what do you do? You've got to have the discipline to then kick it and not take the bad shot at the end of a move where you didn't create enough space to take a shot. And also there were three or four times in the first half of the West Virginia game that you missed basically layups. Now they weren't just dead uncontested layups, but contested shots that require a lot of concentration and, and some physical toughness. No, there's, there's very few layups that are uncontested against West Virginia. I will assure you that when I watched the film, I mean, they were, they didn't play well against Northern Iowa. They, they pulled it out somehow just because of their resolve and their toughness and their tenacity. We, you know, we could have easily been playing Northern Iowa, but we get this team, and, and I guarantee you they weren't as nice as I probably was after the South Carolina win with my guys. Now, you tell them this is the varsity we've been trying to prepare you for. This is it. Those other six games, they don't matter. And, but it, the message didn't get across. I, I hope that we're capable of more against those type of teams because we're going to see another one on Sunday. And certainly that is potentially one of the benefits of playing people like that this early in the season and with still a relatively young team, that understanding of, okay, here's what this level is and here's where we have to be if, if we're going to compete at this level. Well, Oscar Tshimbe is young as well. It's, at least that's what it says on his passport. So, I mean, he, he didn't look young, but he, he, he certainly is supposed to be a freshman. The guy is – you can still be athletic and quick and a little testy, if not, and play angry, if you will, um, as a young person. And we've got to get more of that out of our team 
as well as uh, improve the shot selection. And in fairness, he's had about three of those kind of games and three others to that point where he didn't do a whole lot against Northern Iowa. He only took three shots all night. So uh, he's got a little bit of freshman in him still too, but he was the inspired freshman. He, he does, but um, I, again, I got to give it to Northern Iowa. I thought, I thought that was a very uh, good Northern Iowa team. I think they'll be really, really high first or second if at the lowest third in the uh, uh, if they stay healthy in the valley uh, and it was a team that was you know going to give us all that we wanted if we got a chance to play them in fact just mentioning that uh, watching them with our experience that was a what we consider a typical northern iowa team the good teams we saw over the years that we had to fight for conference championships absolutely and and they've got the pieces and they've got the couple of bigs in there and uh, the, the assistant coach's son, A.J. Green, who who probably had his worst game of the year against West Virginia, and that's why they lost the game because he's an unbelievable player, really like A.J. Green. I don't want to lose the South Carolina thing because certainly there's more focus when you lose in, in the West Virginia, but uh, while South Carolina isn't West Virginia, those were SEC athletes and, and some size and athleticism and, and certainly a, a good performance in that game for the most part. Well, I had read where they were talking about, and when I say they, I don't want to say just Frank, but I think it was Frank and others talking about this could be one of the better South Carolina teams. He really liked this team. Right now, he has a very good player that we recruited and should have recruited harder. Uh, we could have probably had a shot at him if had we offered, um, but we didn't. And Keyshawn Bryant is a six-six athlete, and when I say athlete, he's probably would be the best athlete on our team if he was healthy uh, and on our team. He can, he's hurt. So other than him being out, uh, they think that's a good, you know, one of their teams. But they've lost three now, including uh, us, Boston University, and I think um, they lost to Northern Iowa. They could have beaten Northern Iowa. That was a really good game in the consolation. All right, we will continue with Coach Marshall. Start looking ahead a little bit as the Shockers have Central Arkansas coming up this week. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Greg Marshall Show. Again, the Shockers at home Thursday against Central Arkansas, and then their only true non-conference road game Sunday afternoon at Oklahoma State. The Shockers coming back from two games in Cancun on Tuesday and Wednesday. Coach, in the West Virginia game, you had an opportunity to go head-to-head -head with Bob Huggins, and... You know, you watch coaches before the game. Sometimes you'll walk down the sideline, kind of shake hands, brief pleasantries. I noticed you spent quite a bit of time with Coach Huggins. There's actually quite a bit of laughter going on in the exchange between you two. You know, I've known Coach Huggins because I was on the East Coast for a while, and um, he's always been very nice to me. He does a great job with his team. You know, he, he's won a million games. I think it's close to 900, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... He, and he's a good guy. He likes to have fun, he, but he coaches his guys hard. They, he, they know he loves them, and, you know, he, he does his thing. It's really impressive the way he takes whoever. You know, last year they struggled, but that's very, very, very rare for his teams. It just You just don't see it. So we, he, we've talked about the Final Fours before. I've gotten to know him a little bit, and I admire what he does, and he just – he was funny. He, he was very nice. And 
Then at halftime, there was a bat flying around, and, and they had to talk to us again about playing the game. And I go, come on. And we agreed. I think that might have been what you saw about when we were chuckling. You know, the other thing is uh, people may see you as, as similar kinds of guys. I think there's some difference in personality, but I would think it's easy for the two of you to respect each other because the things you believe in the most about how to play the game certainly are very similar. Yeah, he's – I don't know if I'm as tough as Coach Huggins, and my team is definitely not as tough as his right now. We uh, we we may have some similarities, and and he was that's exactly what he said. He just respects the way we do things and what we do, and and I told him that's obvious that it's reciprocal. Interesting that you finally did get a chance to play because you've been one step away from each other twice in the last five or six years at the NCAA. Uh, in 2015, if you had both won, you would have met in San Diego just a couple of years ago. That was the, the next opponent if you had defeated Marshall. Yeah, and these, this team this year is more like those teams. And it's physically, and they, they're just, they're the best offensive rebounding team in the country, and I see why. Coming off of these first few games, I hope people understand that there are a couple of other games in there that might end up being better than they recognize. I know you have a lot of respect for Gardner-Webb. They finally won a couple of games down there, and that looks like a team that is going to win its share of games before the season's over. That's going to be a better win than it may appear to some people right now. Yeah, Gardner-Webb, uh, Tennessee Martin did well. I'm not to say they're going to have a great year, but they did well down there. They won at least one game. Um, Oral Roberts, I think Oral Roberts is going to be in the top of their league. And uh, Omaha, Omaha played St. Mary's last night close. And they, they've just upset Washington State, One I believe. Washington State. Um, Omaha and Oral Roberts will finish in the top four of the Summit League this year, which has probably never happened. And so this schedule has a chance to work out to be almost exactly what you would want it to be. Certainly some games early, as you mentioned, games you would expect that you should win at home. But uh, a couple of those teams could end up being pretty good and, and pretty good for your schedule. And then obviously South Carolina, West Virginia, and a bunch of good ones coming up. Well, that's the, that's the hope. And, and, but you've got to win some of these games. That's, you can't play the great schedule and not beat the really good team. And that's what I've told these guys. Um, Opportunities are coming, man. The next three weeks, we're going to see three really, really good teams. And, um, you know, we've got to win a couple. And that's, that's the hope. And now they understand and what, what you face when you play these teams. You have to play really well to win. Uh, if you play pretty good, you're probably in overtime. And if you play anything south of that, you lose. Also, certainly it was – even of, of more importance when you're in the Missouri Valley, but certainly not unimportant now. Your non-conference scheduling is important toward uh, the NCAA net and all those things that go toward possible at-large selection at the end of the year. And you committed to go back to Atlantis when you were there four years ago or whatever it's been. And uh, that field was just announced, and that may be one of the finest fields we've ever seen in an in-season tournament. Isn't that great? Um, let's see how many I can name, and then you can pick me up. Um, Duke, Ohio State, Memphis from our league, Creighton from our old league, uh, us, um, I don't know the rest. Texas A&M. Okay. Utah. Okay. And now who am I forgetting? 
Oh, West Virginia. Oh, could, could play West Virginia again. Oh, great. <laughs> although, yeah. Although some of it's timing, and certainly yeah. they'll have a, a little yeah. more veteran team uh, next hope. year at a, a chance to – uh, Let's hope. We, <laughs> let's hope we – and continue. The, the whole key to, to what I do every day is to try to get these guys better. And if you, if you don't get any better, then you lose ground on the competition. If you do get better every day during the course of the season, good things will happen at the end. Certainly one of the things that's been important to your development this year is getting Jamie back, and uh, he played a few minutes against Oral Roberts and then a little more against South Carolina. And uh, was the West Virginia game maybe the one that, that gives you encouragement that he's getting close to being what he can be? Well, he should be close by now. He's, but the West Virginia game also showed him if he's not healthy and really amped, he, he can get pushed around, too, against some of these better players that we're going to play. So he, he's definitely not himself. He's not what I saw um, in the fall, in the summer, when he was healthy. I thought he was going to have a really, really good year. But we've got other players that aren't what, they, what we saw in the summer either. And without calling any names, we've got guys that aren't playing what, as well as they can. And we need everyone. All right, we are going to take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the Greg Marshall Show from AJ Sports Bureau. Welcome back to our discussion of Shocker basketball with head coach Greg Marshall from AJ Sports Grill at the Alley. We'll be back into a Pretty regular schedule here at AJ's now that uh, the Shockers are back from Cancun. Missed a show last week. Coming up at the top of the hour, Keitha Adams talking Shocker women's basketball with Steve Strain. Coach, uh, somebody came up and uh, brought up the uh, mention of, and I, I think we should probably get it out there, that before you go to the Bahamas next year, you have another trip this summer, which people may have interest in. Don't lose that thought on the women's basketball because I want to talk. Let's talk about that first. Okay, sure. Don't lose the thought about the, the foreign tour. Okay. Um, I walked through the gym on Saturday. I think it was Saturday. And we had done video session for the West Virginia game, and we're getting ready to practice. And, it, and we normally come out of the video room and take a right and go around the bowels of Coke Arena, but I – went through the tunnel that the players enter because I knew the girls were playing Oklahoma. And I saw that we were up 15 with a couple minutes gone in the third quarter. And the, the attendant said, I think we're shooting 80% from three. So I go, man, this is awesome. We go, to, we go up to practice, and as the boys were warming up, I, I kept popping down to see the score, and it was down to 12. And then... We do our individual work, and we go for about 20 minutes before we even stretch. Nothing strenuous just to get their muscles warm and loose. Then they stretch. So then I have six more minutes. While they're stretching, um, I run down, and the lead's down to eight. So we practice a little bit, and, and one, while they're shooting free throws, I finally go out and I go, we're only up four, like four minutes to go. We, I think five minutes to go, so they play quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, I tell my boys, I'm suspending practice right now. We have to go out and see this. And the girls played so well. Every time I went out, they got a big stop. They hit a big three. 
Keith's team is young, and I think they've won three or four in a row now. And to beat Oklahoma, because that's a good Oklahoma team, and I I think Sherry Coles is one of the best coaches in the country, and she does a great job every year. And and that was a huge win. That was her signature win, and I wanted our boys to see it, and, and I wanted to see it, and it was really cool. Good. Congratulations. And talk more about that, obviously, coming up. Every, every four years, teams are able to take a foreign tour of some type. And, uh, and certainly, I know with coaches, there is some thought that goes into what years. It doesn't have to be the fourth year. Right. Does every it, does four it, years. Does it benefit us to go now or do we go another year? And it has to do with the, the youth of your team sometimes and whatever. But anyway, you do have a big one coming up. Yeah, we... Um Every four years, and, and sometimes it's five, but I like to go as, as often as I can because what I've learned over the well, – it could be coincidence, but I don't believe that. I think it's because you get the t- used to, in the back of the day, ten extra days of practice. You can practice now. So some of the advantage is lessened, if you will, but still – 10 full practice you don't have to worry about four hours a week or anything like that you really practice then you get four games overseas you can play even more we normally play three or four and and we're gone eight or nine days and then you come back this coming year we signed the contract as of uh yesterday i think um or today we are going to copenhagen denmark where Asbjorn is from 45 minutes from there, and we're going to play at least one game there and be there for two or three days. And then the rest of the trip, which will be four, five, five days, probably four or five days, we will be in uh, Barcelona, Spain, and we'll play three games, and then we'll come home. And Shocker fans are welcome to come. In fact, they're encouraged to come because they're selling packages that you stay in the same hotel and you travel with the team when we go. So uh, you can contact, if anyone's interested, you can contact our office, 316-978-3252, or uh, you can email uh, docone at goshockers.com or Hillard rhillard at goshockers.com, and they'll send you to whoever they need to, but we're going we're gonna to get something on the website soon. That's going to be a really, really fine trip with a team that generally we should have everybody coming back and hopefully can benefit from that type of experience. When we went uh, to Canada, we come back and we win 30-something games with that new team. When we um, went to Brazil, we came back and we went to the NCAA tournament for the first time. So uh, those are isn't that correct? Yes. Yeah, I so, so. I, it just in my, my Winthrop team, I took to Australia and New Zealand. We came back and we won the first and only game in, in the NCAA tournament in school history. And has it not changed? I know it used to be on those trips. You could only take the team that you already had in place, but you can now take any new recruits, correct? You can, you can take incoming freshmen, incoming junior college players, as long as – they can fully enroll as of June 1st. You can take them. And this, this trip is going to be early August. Um, we're looking forward to taking Asbjorn home. You know, he's, he's 
He's been over here, and I did the same thing with Winthrop. I w- went to Australia, New Zealand, and I took a senior-to-be who uh, was from New Zealand back home, and his family cooked for us, and it was really awesome. And we'll probably have the same experience or similar experience with Asburn's family, and that's supposed to be a wonderful place to visit. I- I've never been to that part of the world at all. I've been to Europe, uh, France, and, and England, but I've never been to Spain or Copenhagen. Denmark. So again, there you go, fans. It's uh, a great opportunity next summer. Uh, one other thing in, in reference to that, as you mentioned, it used to be one of the benefits was you got some extra practice time, which now you, you get more of that. But have you found in your experience that it's also a great bonding experience? Being that far away from home, being in an unfamiliar situation kind of draws everybody together a little bit. Well, you, all I can say is when we go on these tours, my team is far better the following year and far better than the norm. Uh, so I, they've got it. Somehow they have to be beneficial unless you have some crazy problem. But we've never had that on our trips. A couple of guys I wanted to talk about. Certainly uh, Dexter Dennis is struggling. And uh, how much of it, uh, I know he's even getting out and putting up extra shots and so forth. But but do you feel like it's more something he's got to kind of work out internally a little yeah, bit? Yeah, and we ask him every day in so many words, how can we help you? Because no one, no one gives us more in practice. Uh, no one understands our system better. Um, and no one's more athletic and, and just deserves to really see some good things happen to him. But Dex, for whatever reason, uh, in the last week or so, in two weeks, whatever it's been, because I remember, I, I don't know when it stopped, but I remember when he was a dominant player in our practices, and now he's not. And, and we've got to get him going in the right direction, and hopefully it's very temporary. He needs to see the ball go in the basket. And what, I, what I've done is I showed him um, the Alabama second half last year, where that was basically his coming out party. He was the same way he was last year. He's the same way he is now this year. Uh, just a little tentative, a little unsure of himself, and he broke out in that second half against Alabama. And how did he do that? With effort plays, with attacking the offensive glass. And he, was, he, was, he looked as athletic and as big as any of the Alabama players, and they were huge. Also, uh, Eric Stevenson is certainly playing the best basketball of his life. I know there are things you still want him to work on, but he seems to have kind of found that that uh, place to be where even the Oral Roberts game, I think he scored 11. He didn't have a huge scoring game, but he had like eight rebounds and nine assists, and he's sixth in the country in assists to turnover. Rate. What I love is how he is probably as good a pastor as we have. Um, his vision is very good. Um, and and when, when he doesn't get too risky uh, and take too many chances, it, his assist to turnover is really, really fine. Um, he's rebounding. He's defending better. He's lighter. He's quicker. He's faster. He's moving his feet better. Um, he understands our system as well as Dexter. Um, and it's just great to see. You know, it, it coincided the three best games of his career that he's ever strung together with his grandpa dying. And I just, I know that that meant a lot to him. I don't know whether he's more focused because I knew it meant a lot to his grandpa. They really shared his basketball experience. 
Something else that uh, I thought was encouraging in both the South Carolina and West Virginia games, because those are very athletic teams on the perimeter as well as inside, that they're teams that will try to get out and get in your grill well away from the basket. And I thought your guards showed the ability to put it on the deck and take it by people, even quick people out on them. Now, beyond that, then it's what you do with it after you get by that. Yeah, and we've got it. We've got it. We've got the guys that can do that. We've got Noah and Grant and Tyson. They're all capable of flooring the basketball. They've got to know when. They've got to know uh, how. And then they've got to know what to do at the end. Um, Whether to shoot or get – it's so good when you attack the paint and the defense collapses, just like when you get the ball in the middle against a zone. It's the exact same concept. People turn and instinctively move towards the basket. Um, we, we just got to get better at it. And I, I had the opportunity to sit next to you on the plane flying down to Cancun. You were looking at game video, and you mentioned that right now in the college game, passing may be as undervalued and, and – uh, maybe under-taught as any concept in the game. It's a lot on. We, we dribble better than we pass. We shoot better than we pass. Um, passing the, 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 the AAU game and even younger has gone to all ball string because that's what the NBA is. And we're, we're, you know, we're one of the few dinosaurs that still kind of tries to run a, a real true motion offense and we're not very good at it right now. We've just got to keep grinding or we will have to give in and do the ball screen thing that we did at the end of last year. We will continue with Coach Marshall. We will look ahead to Thursday's game with Central Arkansas in the week ahead when we come back on the Greg Marshall Show. Welcome back to the Greg Marshall Show, Wichita State with a home game this Thursday night, taking on Central Arkansas, first meeting ever between those two programs. Central Arkansas been in the Division I uh, level about 13 years. They were a uh, member of the Southland going through a four-year transition period to Division I and continuing that conference. Sixth year under Russ Pinnell as head coach, who has a really interesting background. He's from Pittsburgh, Kansas originally. Uh, has been an assistant to Eddie Sutton at Oklahoma State, to Rob Evans at Mississippi, Herb Sendak at Arizona State, ran a basketball uh, sort of uh, clinic camp in the Phoenix area for four years, was head coach at Grand Canyon. He was the interim coach at Arizona when Lute Olson retired, coached the Phoenix Mercury of the WNBA to the playoffs in one year there, and now in his sixth year at Central Arkansas. So certainly he's had a lot of different influences in his coaching history. I really like him. He, I met him on a plane. We were actually seatmates going to a Final Four 20 years ago. I think he was an assistant at, at Ole Miss at the time, Went, followed his career, and he ended up at Arizona and then was a head coach at Grand Canyon. His dad was a coach. I recruited one of his dad's players one time. That's how old I am. His dad was a high school coach in Arkansas and a really good one. So, Russ, they're struggling a little bit this year, but I saw them. The only game I saw was probably one of the best games that they played, a very close game at Georgetown. And I saw that on television. Just happened to be turning the channels. And it looked like at that point he had a promising team, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how many they've won. It's not a whole lot. 
Well, they are 1-6 so far, but their last two games have both been overtime losses to Cal Baptist and uh, Prairie View. Prairie View is the team picked to win the SWAC. Uh, Texas Southern, who you've played, was picked second. So uh, that's one sort of familiar opponent. And they have picked up a transfer named Ryland Bergerson, a transfer from BYU, 6'6", who's averaging over 14 a game. And his father played at Boise State and was drafted by the Hawks in the second round. Hmm. So uh, pretty good genes there. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall anything about uh, that kid. Uh, I've got a, I ha- honestly, I'm getting into them tonight. I have not started watching Central Arkansas film yet. We've been putting West Virginia to bed and, and working on us. We've had four days to prepare now for this game, and we still got several. So we're excited about having a chance to get in the win column again on Thursday and then making that trek down to uh, Oklahoma State on Saturday night. And I'm sure this was in the planning when you scheduled. Both uh, West Virginia and South Carolina played last night, so a pretty quick turnaround for them from the tournament in Cancun. Right, and this, both won. This schedule does give you some time to kind of get the jet lag out and get guys rested and then get back to see. Yeah, and we, we, we hung out for a day uh, afterwards. We played Tuesday night, Wednesday night, got done really late Wednesday night. So Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, was a day of relaxation for the coaching staff and all the players. And then we flew, and we flew all day. We went commercial um, back, and it took forever. So and we went through Denver from Cancun, and the boys were, I think, got home about 2 o'clock, uh, so a.m. Yeah, on Sunday was. morning. <laughs> Not good. And we will continue to try to work on that, but, I mean, we practiced very hard Saturday, Sunday, and, and, and I'm excited about the, the progress we made. Yeah, you had mentioned that, and, and certainly I, I guess that's the next step is just finding out how much did they learn from those experiences that we've talked about, particularly West Virginia, and you'll get a chance to see that here in the next couple of days. And how much can we improve? How much can we really make better, and how quickly? Uh, I know that Central Arkansas is just, you're just starting to prepare for them, but certainly getting Oklahoma State back on the schedule, that was a a home-and-home series that was a good one and uh, a regional opponent. I know you were happy to get back on the schedule. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, it's a a great idea. It's close, and they've got great tradition and a great young coach, Mike Boynton. Uh, So we play them here. I don't know whether it's in trust or Cocarina the following year. Uh, but we, we won the last time we were down there, and it was, a, it was one of our better performances, uh, I remember, Landry's sophomore year. And they are undefeated so far, just won the uh, early preseason, whatever you call it, NIT. It had a couple of good wins in that tournament uh, and seemed to be maturing from a, a young team a year ago. Yeah, they're, they're really, really good. West Virginia or better. Uh, I saw them beat... Uh, Syracuse by 14 the other night, and then the last game they played Ole Miss, another one of our opponents who's having a good year and has a wonderful backcourt and very fine coach. They beat them by 41, so uh, they're coming in on a heater, and they're they'll be very very difficult to beat, in, especially in Stillwater. Well, as much as Cancun was beautiful and a fun experience, kind of be not, had a nice to be back on the mainland, back on a little more regular schedule. And uh, I mean, where would you rather be, Cancun or Stillwater? <laughs> Stillwater. That you're you're implying that Stillwater's. Uh, um, we're glad they were there, and no, we are. I, you're actually correct. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm, I'm suggesting this has a little more normal feel to it. Than okay, I didn't understand the, routine, the question. The routine okay. we're in. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's no more trips like that until we start our uh, several trips to the East Coast. Well, Coach, thank you, and uh, we'll look forward Thanks, to the week Mike. ahead. A couple of interesting games coming up. Okay. All right, Shocker head coach Greg Marshall. Again, the schedule is Central Arkansas at Coke Arena on Thursday night, and then the Shockers will tip it off on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock at Stillwater against Oklahoma State. Coming up next, it's the women's basketball show with head coach Keitha Adams and Steve Strain as they talk about a four-game winning streak and a signature win over Oklahoma. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back next Monday with another Greg Marshall show here at AJ's Sports Grill at the Alley. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.